WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And I'm Terry Lee Clark, and I'm also a servant leader with our ministry. And we'd like to welcome you to this week's episode, and uh, hopefully something that we share this morning might encourage you in your own faith walk, and we certainly are excited to share things that God is doing in our in our ministry work, uh, especially over the last week. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a very exciting week for us, and uh, just so much has happened uh just over this past week since we recorded our show last week. Yep, it all uh, transparency, we are recording this on Friday evening. Uh, it's a good bit of rain going on outside, and our internet signal isn't so great, so we did not try to connect with uh, George Espenlob for the recording of, of this week's show. Uh, we're just doing it on our laptop, and we'll send the file into the radio station for playback on Sunday morning, and... Um, yeah, Terry Lee, the week started for us at House of Purpose uh, this past Sunday, and uh, we were there for uh, Sunday morning service at 11 o'clock and then the very special dedication service at 3 o'clock. Yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible week, um, just uh, incredible service at 11 o'clock at House of Purpose and, um, you know, tremendous turnout, and then the uh, dedication at 3 p.m. last Sunday at House of Purpose, just uh, again, another fantastic turnout, and um, pastors from some other churches were there speaking, and just uh, just all that went forth in the service was uh, just uh, just awesome, miraculous, and I'll tell you what, uh, the Spirit was moving uh, in that church the entirety of the weekend, um, which we were there for, so. Yeah, you know, the, incredible. The, the 11 o'clock service. Mm-hmm. Um, the sanctuary was full, as you said, nice. um, but a lot of the folks that were there, uh, was a combination of house of purpose and trash ministry. Yes. And, and it was not just those two churches. There yeah. were other people, uh, present as well. Yes. Uh, but at one point in the service, CJ, who was delivering the message, um, he recognized the different organizations that were present who had come out to celebrate the mm-hmm. opening of the sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, he had folks stand up because he identified from the pulpit, he identified that all of the trash ministry folks were sitting together mm-hmm. and all of the House of Purpose folks were sitting together. And, and he basically called us out and said, this is not the way we're going to uh, live out eternity, separated and segregated into our own familiar pods. Uh, and he invited us to, to mix it up. And which is interesting because, you know, over the past, well, seven, seven and a half years since we've been doing the ministry and having trash and house of purpose together on a few different occasions worshiping, we have been all mixed together, which is something I've always shared with people is that when house of purpose has come to trash ministries to worship or vice versa, we've all been mixed up. And this time, for some reason, it seemed like we had one group on one side of the church and one on the other side. Um, which is interesting. So again, for CJ to notice that and 
have everybody mix it up was was wonderful. Was yeah, I mean it was call. it was intentional. Uh, it, was. it was purposeful. Cool. Absolutely. And and he invited uh, individuals from Trash Ministry to come sit with the worship team. Yes. At the altar, he uh, invited Mike Price and Gary Hazelwood, who are pastors at Trash Ministry, to come sit at the altar. Yes. Uh, as he preached, Mike got up and said a few words mm-hmm. uh, during the service as well. And again, if, if we're gonna we're gonna live out eternity together that's right we're not going to be separated in eternity amen and so and then the the 3 p.m service uh pastor todd foster uh was the guest preacher for the dedication service and it was just a uh, you know one of those times you just had to be there to experience it to take it all in you you really did it was uh again i said just just spirit filled and um just watching others um you know worship there others who don't call this their home church that were there for this service, um, just how highly they spoke of the service and uh, what went forth. And some of those people were there for the 11 o'clock as well as the 3 p.m. service. And what was really neat as the, th- the 11 a.m. service wrapped up mm-hmm. for the very first time, CJ was able to announce, let's go over to the fellowship hall right. <laughs> and share, share a meal that had been prepared by the church. Yeah, which has been difficult in the past too, because we've had to use the fellowship hall as our sanctuary. So setting it up, taking it down, has made it a little more difficult to, you know, have meals there. So now it can just stay set up as a traditional fellowship hall with the uh, new sanctuary being finished. Yeah, and so if you're not connected to a church, um, we would love to welcome you to House of Purpose in Bassett, Virginia. The, The address is 2805. Riverside Drive. It is the former Methodist church that's located across from Carter Bank and Trust on Riverside Drive, just down past from Bassett High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you are church somewhere, we're not trying to pull you away from, yeah. from where you're churched at, but to experience mm-hmm. what is going on at House of Purpose, to come for a Wednesday evening Bible study if your church doesn't offer such, or, mm-hmm. or again, just as a visit uh, one time, just to experience uh, what we have going on there. Uh, all uh, as Evora Hairston, our uh, the woman who delivers the announcements on Sunday morning, she'll she'll say our doors swing on welcome hinges, yes, and uh, and everybody's just welcome to to come and be a part of of some aspect of what we're doing there, and uh, just excited excited to uh, to to have this place uh, to call home, and it's not the finish line for House of Purpose by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's a launching point for mm-hmm. new ministry to take place and and a, and a bigger call uh for the community for the church in the community in terms of uh, outreach and service yeah you know when they acquired this building it was probably close to 30 or 40 times the size of their original church building um that they had um so now is the time to really you know they had rolled up their sleeves before and it's not time now, as I say, to sit back because now we have this great church. Now is the time to really roll up our sleeves and continue the work they've been doing, getting out into the community because God gave them this amazing church building, knowing 
it was going to grow to full capacity and every bit of that church is going to be used. It is being used at this point. It's already, yeah. It's and, already being used. They and have a you, great youth ministry. You've used this pronoun a couple times as you've ta- spoken here in the last few minutes and I catch myself doing it as well mm. that uh, talking about them as the, their church well, It's ours. and it's our church. This is where yes. we go. This is church, where we call yes. home. This is where I'm ordained as a minister. Yes. Uh, this is where our ministry office is located. Um, even though we don't get to spend the time there as, as we would like, or we had thought we might, uh, just because of the calling that God has on our lives and the places he's sending us. And, yes. uh, but it's still our home. It is our church, um, yes. uh, that we're welcome there as family and, and we enjoy, uh, the time that we do get to spend there. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, certainly blessed to call that, uh, our home church. <laughs> you know, when you share with people that this is our home church, I, we, kind of get people with a taken back look that wow this is really your awesome church even though they know the whole of the story and the movie and the book and whatnot that we have in our ministry but um you know when we share with them and they come experience um a sunday service at house of purpose and experience the love there that when you walk through the doors you're going to get loved on yeah you know we we think about um my brother's crossing mm-hmm. as its standalone ministry and and it is but we exactly. consider ourselves to come under uh under the ministry of house of purpose mm-hmm. we, we're we're within that mm-hmm. and and cj yes. is our pastor he yes. serves as counsel for our ministry and the work we do him and his wife yes. are uh i mean just the whole of it uh so we are very much embedded in uh, into the House of Purpose family. Yes. You, you know, and even though we're physically an hour away, geographically we're an hour away from where we live to where the church is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Terry Lee, one of the things that happened this week that just really excited about is uh, the opportunity that CJ and I now have to minister at the Henry County Adult Detention Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started about three weeks ago. Uh, this, this past Friday was uh, the third time. Um, we are, we have been invited to be a part of a 12 week life learning program that's offered to individuals, men that are incarcerated at the Henry County adult detention center. Uh, there are 15 separate modules taught during the course of the week and CJ and I lead the one module, um, from eight 30 to 10 30 on Friday mornings. And the part of the program that we are leading is on the topics of marriage and fatherhood mm-hmm. and we're ta- we're talking to these men about these areas of life uh, what the bible has to say about that uh, but it's really been dynamic in that it's the first thing that cj and i've really gotten involved with on a regular basis mm-hmm. in doing we've done some things together we've done some things with cj and fernanda you and i have mm-hmm. uh, but it's not been uh, on a continual structured basis like this is and uh, the, the program will roll out for 12 weeks and then there'll be a, a, like a week break and then they'll start again. And for the foreseeable future, he and I will be a part of this one module on marriage and fatherhood and how interesting him and his wife, Fernanda, have been married for 40 years and you and I have been married for 35 years. They have two children, adult grown we have three children, adult grown, and uh, we we believe and we've already seen evidence that we have a lot to offer in the instruction with these men and teaching biblical principles about marriage and fatherhood. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I say who better, but, you know, 
two men who have only been in one marriage each that have lasted, you know, almost the test of time. You don't hear of marriages lasting 35, 40 years anymore. If you get two years, three years, five years, it's almost unheard of anymore um, for people to really stick it out and do the work that it takes to be in a marriage. Um, well, these men are getting the, exposed to mm-hmm. uh, the the fellowship between me and CJ. Right. And and just, you know, it's just not natural um, mm-hmm. to for us to be. It's nothing but God that's brought us together, mm-hmm. uh, that has intertwined our stories, yes. that now is serving to encourage and teach and uh, give direction to others. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just uh, it, it, just our experience this past Friday, uh, just really seeing how the guys are responding to that and how they're interested to know more about who we are as individuals, but how we can help them uh, develop and mature in their own faith walks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I look forward to the day, you know, when, uh, you know, it'd be possible for the women, you know, to to be able to do the same thing. Um, after the time I've had um, just the last 14 weeks going into week 15 at the Franklin County Jail has been uh, just such an incredible time um, for me. Just uh, my heart's been filled with joy um, every day when I walk in there and when I walk back out, um, I'm just uh, just filled because I'm seeing what God is doing. When you have the opportunity to witness a move of God amongst people who maybe are there but aren't sure they're there really for the whole purpose of it, that they're really ready for that relationship with Jesus Christ. And as you just start to get into it, suddenly you find that, um, yes, this is what they want. And you start seeing reconciliation amongst their families where they thought from the beginning there was no opportunity for that. And to see God move in such a miraculous way um, to watch this. Uh, and, and it's interesting you talk about it in the enthusiasm with mm-hmm. which you speak. And, and you're talking about maybe an opportunity in Henry County like you have in Franklin County. And I remember mm-hmm. when, when this opportunity was first presented to you, mm-hmm. you were interested in it right from the start. Oh, yeah. Uh, but with life and, and with our grandchildren and, and other circumstances, I know you were... Uh, not apprehensive because that that would that would paint a different picture, but just curious, wondering if if you really did have the time to do what was needed for this aspect of the program you've been invited to be a part of, and to see how you've embraced it and how it's enriched your life, having the experience and and witnessing and interacting. Um, it, there there's a- already a desire for you to be able to continue. Um, with the next group whenever that starts. Yeah, <laughs> there is. And, you know, in the beginning, the thought was, I just want to make sure that, you know, through our ministry and taking this on by myself, that I'm not going to let these women down. You know, that I'm going to be there every single day that I'm leading the Bible study, that there are no gaps here because something else has come up. Um, other than maybe other ministry work that we're called to for our ministry that, you know, may pop up where we have to be out of town. But, you know, God just laid it on me that, yes, this is where I needed to be. And, you know, as I told the women, I am so blessed by being here. You know, they're telling me, well, we're the ones that are blessed. I said, you have no idea. You really don't. When we go in, 
we know we hear from people we're blessed but we're the ones that are truly receiving the blessing when we have this opportunity to share the gospel with others to let god work through us to lead them to a relationship with jesus christ and just watch them grow um and their spiritual growth and maturity you know through our time with them and you know as they walk this out yeah and you know again i i just see the excitement and enthusiasm uh and and you talk about you know you didn't want to do this alone or you were concerned that you might let them down, and and certainly the piece that we bring to the table for the bridge and the gap program for the men and the women it's just mm-hmm. a small part of Absolutely. the overall, and there are Very lots small. of people and lots Sorry. of moving parts that mm-hmm. we're not even a part of right. or we're not even involved with, um, but we just have the the privilege of being involved with this study Monday Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons you with the women me with the men. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of devotionals in the morning that uh, right. that we're a part of, uh, just to just to have the privilege, uh, but because we're not we're not members of the host church that's involved in this, and uh, that they would entrust us uh, to come in and do what, right? You know, it, it's it really is humbling. Well, and the other thing we've had the opportunity, <coughs> excuse me, to do through all this is to. Um, attend recovery church on Tuesday nights at Franklin Heights church and Rocky Mount along with those that are in the bridging the gap program and others from the church. And that's something that, um, I have really enjoyed and, you know, speaking to the women in the group, they just love it. And, um, speaking with some of the deputies now that have said to me, Hey, what, you know, what's this recovery church thing? And, you know, what do you think about it? I said, wow, it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. I love it. Um, there's just an energy in there and, you know, the Tuesday nights that we are available to go, boy, do I get something from that message? You know, haven't struggled with addiction, but I'd say probably 50% or more of the people that are there are those who have never struggled with addiction, but are there to encourage those who are there for that purpose. Yeah. And, and just to give a, a plug for that, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're in the Franklin County community and you're listening to this program, yeah. uh, recovery church meets every Tuesday night at six thirty PM mm-hmm. at Franklin Heights church. Uh, they're located at one ten Hilltop drive in Rocky Mount. Yes. And it's an open casual format, uh, upwards of 200 people attend mm-hmm. each Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, it begins with worship, uh, yes. includes a message and then following the message, uh, folks that want to stay and were a really valuable part of the evening takes yes. place is in the connect groups that they offer after mm-hmm. uh, the service. And, and folks break up into these smaller connect groups and they engage in conversation about the message they just heard preached yeah. and how that relates to our lives. Mm-hmm. And in those connect groups, there's a mix of people that, that are battling addiction, mm-hmm. recovering from addiction. There's, there's people that have never been affected by that right. uh, on a personal level. Uh, there's people that have family members that deal with this and they come to get encouragement and support. Yeah. Uh, so anybody's welcome. Uh, and if, um, you know, you ever are, are available and want to experience it, uh, I encourage again, just yeah. everybody to, uh, come, come out. on out and be a part, be a part of it and just kind of see what, see what's happening. So that's a couple big areas that have taken place. Yeah, absolutely. And let's see, Recovery Church starts at 6.30 6:30 p.m. Yeah, and we typically finish up 
somewhere around eight o'clock when we're finished between the worship time the message and then the connect groups or somewhere close to eight o'clock um finishing up sometimes a little bit before so and you and i terry lee we've been kind of going since december time frame Mm -hmm. uh on a consistent basis we don't get there every single tuesday night but we go as often as our schedule will allow and uh again just a great a great opportunity to to be poured into mm-hmm. that we oh, receive yes. from it, but also there to encourage others as, uh, as they're dealing with circumstances in their own life. Well, you know, we said it, um, <laughs> this evening when we were at the Hope Center in Axton, um, sharing that, you know, the different things we do where we're going to, you know, recovery church, um, going to Bible study, you know, if we're not doing a church service on a Sunday, we're in church because we need to be fed, Throughout the week, the two of us are pouring in ministry into other people, and our ta- our tanks are going to be tapped out at the end of the week if we aren't fed the Word. Yeah, so we've got to constantly we get replenished so that we have something to offer somebody else. Absolutely. We, if we're empty, we've got nothing to give uh, anybody else, and, and so we're just... Um, uh, thankful for uh, the different opportunities we do have to go get fed uh, different places and uh, uh, spiritually and um, you know just to receive that to, to offer something to somebody yeah it else. is I mean I say you know I can I can read my Bible every day I can read devotions but to hear it coming from you know a Bible another Bible study teacher from a pastor preaching a service is different than my just reading it on my own it's not that i don't get something i get a whole lot reading on my own but i get so much from a message or from a lesson that's being taught so i really really enjoy that time and we're enjoying our time at the hope center um really three out of four friday nights a month um that we're doing right now with the families and the residents and you know having a wonderful opportunity um there as well just to you know speak uh life, love, and truth um, into the men there at the center and into their families that are coming out to support them, you know, just letting them know that there is an opportunity for reconciliation and restoration of their families. Yeah. That, you know, that is our God. We serve a mighty God, and there is nothing that he is not able to do, and, you know, we've been witness to it over and over and over again where, We'd hear there's just no chance that my family will ever be put back together and to watch God move so boldly to bring their families back together. Yeah, we we do. uh, We are part of this family support group Mm -hmm. and it's uh, we we have been invited to be a part every Friday night except the second Friday night of the month. And another couple comes in and and handles it from six to six forty five on that second Friday night. And we're given latitude uh, Mm -hmm. to speak about a topic uh, that we feel led to share with Mm -hmm. uh, the men and their families. And um, that happens, again, each Friday night. And then on Friday mornings, um, I go to the Hope Center in Danville. Right. Uh, There are currently four Hope Centers in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are three men's centers, one in Danville, one in Axton, and one in Galax. And there's a women's center in Whitfield. Uh, and so on Friday mornings, the second, third, fourth, and if there's a fifth Friday, I go there to lead a Bible study at 7 a.m. And what's interesting tonight, um, Terry Lee, we're recording this on Friday. We've come from the Hope Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will air on Sunday morning. Uh, but on Friday night when we were there, uh, I asked the question, mm-hmm. 
one of the residents, I asked him yes. about uh, what transformation, what he's experienced. And he made a statement that he came to the Hope Center not with the intention mm-hmm. of entering a relationship with Christ. He just wanted to get out of jail. Sure. And uh, that's not a surprising uh, answer to hear. We, we hear it from people that come into the Bridging the Gap program. Certainly. We hear it from people that come to the Hope Center. They come for one reason or another, right. but what they experience mm-hmm. uh, when they have that encounter, when they have, when, when they hear the message and see the evidence of I God can't. working. Well, they can't deny it. They can't deny it. And they decide, oh, I want this. I want this. <clears throat> and to hear the men, you know, say is we ask the question, you know, how many of you, um, our topic tonight was love. We've been talking about, we started last week with the fruit of the spirit and we're going to break it down of each nine topics here. And tonight was love and how many of them have experienced love since they've been there. Like every single hand was raised during this time. Um, and just to hear, you know, an individual speak of where he was just a few days ago when he came in here into the Hope Center and how he's been loved on and just shown love as an action word, as I described. It's an action. It's sacrificing yourself, how somebody has been there for him in his lowest moments to give him something to encourage him, to give him something maybe he didn't have with him, something physical. that To give him a hope. Right, a hope, whatever it might be. But he was given that, and his whole mindset, I think, has changed just in these few days of being there and just to see, again, you know, that hope in him, and he's, you know, thriving here. Well, you talk about the sacrificial aspect of the love, the agape love. Yes. Where somebody does something for you expecting nothing in return. Yes. And I, I, I polled those in attendance and I asked mm-hmm. him, how many of you came to the Hope Center by mm-hmm. way of a volunteer that came right. to wherever you were to transport you here? Yeah. Some people get rides from family and, and some people Certainly. have ways to get there on their own. But many of the guys uh, are uh, somebody's dispatched to go pick them up wherever they are. Right. Uh, just, just this past week, um, I traveled right. to Taswell to pick up. A, a man to bring him to Axton, mm-hmm. you know, was on the road. I drove 400 miles that day. And so we just asked him, how many of you had somebody volunteer to come pick you up? And mm-hmm. hands went up. And then we asked, how many of you have a volunteer counselor as mm-hmm. part of this program where somebody comes in and spends time with you, helping you through the program? Right. And every hand went up because there are volunteers that uh, from the community that go into the Hope Center and minister mm-hmm. and counsel uh, these men that are, uh, are, are following through this process and this program and every hand went up and, you know, again, these people that do this, mm-hmm. these people that serve as counselors on the first and second phase for the guys, the, the, the folks that come in and lead Bible study, the folks that go out and pick them up and bring them to the Hope Center, they're not compensated for that. They don't, yeah. they're not doing it to get something in return. They're doing it to show God they love God. Absolutely. They're doing it to show God that they love God's people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, as, as the men reflected on the fact that these folks do this mm-hmm. and it's a challenge not to take it for granted. Right. It's a challenge not to just assume it's always going to be there, that somebody's always going to show up, mm-hmm. uh, because let's face it, uh, life happens and uh, we could get pulled in different directions, but right. uh, just to be thankful that these opportunities 
uh, people are showing up in their lives to show them uh, agape love. And they they do love them because, you know, many of these men and women come into these centers and feel unloved, feel unworthy, and suddenly there are people there loving on them well again you know when you live a lifestyle that leads you to this sometimes uh, oftentimes you've broken trust trust. with people closest to you Mm -hmm. and they've done all they can do your family has done all they can do and they just there's nothing else to offer and so they pass them off to a place like the hope center where some of that structure gets established and some of that relationship gets restored. Mm-hmm. And when you see graduation for the ones that are able to get to the end of it, uh, and you see the grad, there's going to be a graduation ceremony on Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, Tony Terry uh, is graduating and I've been there. Uh, I was part of his Bible study in wow. phase one in the beginning. Uh, didn't have a big role with, with Tony, but uh, he's a big bear of a guy that loves mm-hmm. what has been done uh, to help him get to the end. Yeah. And it's going to be a great uh, evening of celebration. Oh, sure will. Yeah, looking looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, just what an accomplishment. Because, again, you see some that come in and, you know, 10, 11 days later, they've decided to walk out the door. That They've had enough. They hadn't hit that rock bottom yet. Um, and, you know, the ones who push through all the way to the end, um, we certainly do need to be celebrating them. And, yeah. you know, what they what they've done to push through to get to the end of this program and then continue to walk it out. Well, Terry Lee, our time is about out. And uh, I just want to take a minute to thank George Espenlob, who's not part of this recording tonight uh, for what he's doing to help us uh, with with this. Uh, And I also want to acknowledge Kathy Orr. Yes. Uh, Kathy Orr is, is funding um, this radio program time uh, with WYTI radio. We appreciate WYTI making the platform available to us. uh, But Kathy has paid for the entire year of 2023. Uh, What a blessing. Yeah, just out of the blue that we got that call on February 8th, where she informed us uh, that had been covered. We don't have to concern ourselves month to month like we we were. And uh, so we just hope you um, have a great week. Uh, we, we hope that uh, you draw closer in your relationship and your walk uh, with Jesus Christ. God bless you. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.